0: Hey, welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee, and today our guest is Ali Casaza, and she has so much good stuff for us. She's going to walk us through her pretty in-depth morning routine, but it's full of things that I think are going to challenge you a little bit, make you rethink what your morning routine looks like, things that you might want to add. I love how in-depth it is and some of the creative things that she does in her morning time. We're also going to talk about how she makes decisions. How do we handle the onslaught of ideas and opportunities and things that come our way whether it's in work or at home or with kids or with family how do we handle all the stuff coming at us and live a life purposefully and simply and she's going to talk about some of the tools that she uses to simplify the decision making process so i hope you're going to enjoy this episode let's get started hey Allie, thank you so much for being on the hello mornings podcast thank you so much for having me i'm excited All right. So before we dive in to your morning routine, which I'm very excited to talk about, uh, will you tell us just a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, I am married. I've been married going on 11 years. I've got four little ones, um, nine, seven, six, and three. Wow, I almost forgot. Um, And I... Teach other women how to simplify their lives, how to um, declutter their homes. I just run my website, alliecasaza.com. I'm the host of the Purpose Show podcast. Um, And really, what I do is just kind of, I like to come in and just help women kind of just clear the clutter in every aspect of their life um, their health, their home, their their physical spaces, their calendar. Um, Just so much of the time, what we have surrounding us is weighing us down. So I like to come in and kind of just breathe a fresh breath over these mamas and, and just kind of help them declutter what is weighing them down and taking up space in their life that they just don't have that they'd rather spend focusing on what matters.
0: That's so good, especially when we live in a time and a society where there's just so much stuff, so much mm-hmm. information, activities, everything coming at us. Uh, I love that. Now, you have a very uh, specific morning routine. Uh, so yes. so let's talk, we can, you can talk, a little bit generally about it. And then I'll ask you more specific details. But tell me a little bit about what your morning routine looks like. And if it's always looked like that.
1: Sure. Um, it has not always looked like this. Basically, right now. Um, and I mean, of course, it kind of ebbs and flows as needed. Um, but really, I get up and of course, first thing coffee. And I do you have I a just, favorite brand. Um, you know what? I recently got an espresso machine and it's the one that makes, I don't like espresso. It makes coffee and espresso. It was like me, my husband compromising because he's an espresso person. (laughs) And it makes the best cup of coffee. I don't even know which one, which like pod that I'm getting, but it is so good. I can't even handle Starbucks anymore because it is so good and smooth and delicious. So I
0: like really look forward to that cup of coffee in the morning. So you, you know, I, I ask I, every I ask every guest this question, and it's just gonna <laughs> end up being this massive Amazon wish list for me because Seriously? everybody, nobody just says, "Oh, I like this," you know, six dollar yeah. brand of coffee you get at the store. Everybody has a special <laughs> machine. I'm like, man, that sounds so good. Yeah, it's good. It
1: makes it all like frothy and stuff. It's so good. And I just drink my coffee black usually. So the little like froth on top feels like a special Mm -hmm. latte. So it's really good. Um, So I do that. And then honestly, I just sit there. I have an app called Calm. And I just put it on. It plays like nature sounds or waves or whatever I'm in the mood for. And I set the little timer for 10 minutes. And I just sit there. I'm sure this is I'm sure it's meditating. I use that word sometimes to make it easier, but I'm honestly just sitting there enjoying the silence. I'm not thinking about anything. I just enjoy my coffee and make a rule with myself that I am not going to let the chaos of the day ahead or the day before me Um, yesterday crowd my thoughts, just being silent. And this is so often where the Lord shows up and I just feel his presence and I just sit in that for
0: 10 minutes. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's just an awkward silence and that's cool too. Whatever <laughs> works for the day. Um, uh, hey, can we chat about yeah. that for just a minute? Because that's something that yeah. rarely shows up when I ask people about the morning routines because normally mm-hmm. a morning routine is jam-packed with all the things. Uh, mm-hmm. So what inspired you to take that time? And then also, well, let's just start with that. What inspired you just to make space for that time? Well, it was, was what you
1: just said. It was the fact that my morning routine used to be
0: all the things.
1: Um, my morning getting up really early in the morning, um, started when I was starting my business and my husband still had his nine to five, which was actually like a six to midnight was awful. Um, yeah. And so I was very determined. We were very determined to get out of that. Um, it wasn't a sustainable lifestyle for us. So my morning routine started by getting up at four in the morning and working for a few hours before my husband would leave for his job. Um, and I kind of, it was kind of awful because 4am is, I mean, is God even awake then. Uh (laughs) Like it was awful. (laughs) Um, but I did, even through that, I did fall in love with the quiet of the morning hours. And so my I would wake up and dive right in. I mean, I was writing blog posts, um, seeking out press. I was hustling hard. I was in that beginning season of business ownership. Um, and so I enjoyed getting my stuff done and then having the rest of the day with my kids. Um, but then I fell into a season where, you know, business grew. We have employees now and I'm doing much, much, much less just the things that I love in my business now. But I was still doing like all the things in the morning morning and then having the rest of the day. And I found that I was cranky, irritable, exhausted, not fun to be around. Um, And while all my stuff was done in the morning and I had the whole day, the whole day kind of sucked because I was drained already. Um, And so I had this kind of realization with the Lord one day where he was, I mean, he really just spoke to me and was and said, you know, what if you reversed this and instead of resting the whole day because all your stuff is done, you rested in me first. And I tried that and it was such a game changer. And now even though, yeah, I do work in the day and I homeschool my kids, I have to balance that and they're awake when I'm doing all those things. And that's, it's hard sometimes, but it's so much better when I have that quiet time. And I had that realization of just how important it is so much so that now I don't just have prayer and Bible time. I actually just sit in complete silence for at least 10 minutes because it was such a profound realization for me. What an impact that makes on my spirit before the day starts.
0: Do you ever fall asleep?
1: I do, (laughs) especially there's another app called Headspace, and it's like a a guy – talking and his voice is so soothing. He puts me to sleep every time. So I can't use that app anymore. I just do the nature sounds and I fall asleep much less. (laughs) It helps to like remove myself from my bedroom though. And I do like take some sips of coffee first and then sit like on the floor downstairs on the like wood floor so that I'm like not comfortable.
0: You know, I'm just sitting. (laughs) Well, I love that idea because really how often do we ever just sit? We have a phone with us constantly. I mean, we all we already live busy lives, but we also have something to distract us all the time. No longer are we ever stuck at the DMV with nothing to do. We don't just sit and we don't give our, our brain that um, space where it can, you know, it, it's in that dead time where our brain just, you know, in the background puts thoughts together and, and, and solves problems and all that sort of stuff when we're not consciously, you know, trying to do those things. And mm-hmm. so just to intentionally take that time and just be like, okay, God, if there's anything you want to Speak to me or whatever, I'm just listening. I'm not just telling you my stuff. I'm not just, you know, thinking and trying. I'm just being. I love that. Okay, so you start out with that time. I, you hesitantly called it meditating. Is that kind of mm-hmm. a, a funny thing in the Christian world? Because it technically I don't know that we use that word, but that's what it
1: is. <laughs> How have you Well and the that? Bible uses that word right. when think when talking about your thought? process and, and intent, being intentional, I guess, about yeah. what you're thinking, which is what that is. But I find, I don't know, maybe I'm just a little a little hesitant because of the feedback that I've gotten uh-huh. um, just by even using the word, which is, is silly. It's, you know, it, it's all about what you're thinking about and what you're focusing on. And I think meditating is associated with the whole um, uh, looking within for right. the answers to right. everything and you are God and that's not... Right. Go on my social media or anywhere for two seconds. You can see clearly that is not who I am or what I'm about at all. Um, But I definitely am. I definitely am thinking of nothing. I won't even like I've done meditation where you kind of focus on a scripture, focus on a positive phrase. And it can be helpful during times where I'm really struggling with something maybe. But honestly, it's distracting. Even that's distracting. I really find that just sitting and focusing on my breathing. And if a distracting thought comes in, just acknowledging that that's there and just letting it go for later, just letting it go and coming back to my breathing and just focusing on that and being quiet is
0: um the most, I don't know, the, the best positive start for my day for me. It's almost, it's really just resting, like actually resting mm-hmm. your brain, resting your mind and resting clearly. But I, I really like that you brought it up because I do think it's it's something that we don't do enough and that there is kind of some sort of stigma about when we think about doing that sort of thing. And so I really like that you brought it up because it's something that um, I think maybe people want to start, but they're like, wait, is that bad? Can I do
1: that? Yeah, am I doing something wrong here? And I've right, gotten, yeah. this, you know, you you're an influencer, you know, I've gotten the ridiculous messages like just so you know, every time you meditate, you're worshiping the yogi God. <laughs> Okay. Um I didn't know. Sorry. Right. Yeah. You know, you have to intentionally be doing something to be doing it. But yeah, just getting still and honestly it's like active active rest is mm-hmm. so difficult. Um especially just in the, like you were saying, in the busyness of our culture right now, it's, and the phone is right there. I mean, it's playing the calm app for me. You can you can bet your bottom, I'm distracted mm-hmm. by that. <laughs> and so it's very much like an intentional, active state of rest. And honestly, 10 minutes, maybe 15 is all I can really manage without going a little insane and like being ready to jump into my prayer time.
0: <laughs> right, right. So is that what comes next, your prayer time?
1: Yeah, I do that right after. And I didn't intentionally plan that. It's just kind of worked out that that's just the natural next step. Because like I said, a lot of the time, God does just kind of show up for me. And I can just feel his presence right there with me. It makes sense to just start to talk to him after that timer goes off.
0: I love that. Okay, so you wake up, you get your coffee, you have your whatever you want to call it, time, your active <laughs> meditation. Time, your meditation time, whatever you want to call it, then you spend some time in prayer. Do you have a specific prayer list that you go through, certain things you pray for each day, just whatever comes to mind? What does that look like for you?
1: Uh, no, it's definitely spirit-led for me. Um, you know, for example, this morning I got a text from a friend yesterday that she was really worried about some things going on with her husband's health, and that was on my mind. Um, I have another another friend who's in the foster care process, and there's a lot of drama going on there, and I'm worried about some things in my own life, of course, as always. There's always something. Um, and so just kind of what pops into my head, what's currently going on. Um, I like to start it off by praying for other people first um, and then kind of going into, you know, my own, even if it's just what's going on in my day today just giving it to the Lord and asking that he shows up in every interview I have on the show or whatever, whoever I'm going to be speaking with, who I'm going to run into at the grocery store. Um, definitely just kind of setting the precedent for my day and inviting the Holy Spirit to be a part of that.
0: I love it. Uh, so what comes after that? Uh, morning pages. It's when you journal
1: three pages. Um, A day. So the first page is just my thoughts, just kind of getting that pen going. And honestly, if you were to look at my journal for morning pages, it's probably hysterical because some mornings I'm just. I'm kind of irritated at my morning routine and I I'm just like, I just don't want to be here right now. I just want to dive in. Like I have a really big work day, you know, you know whatever it is. You know how that goes. Yeah. You're kind of like, <laughs> but you know you need it. And so my first sentence just to get the pen going will kind of be like I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> or like my cat is being really wild or really annoying or I you know whatever. It's like something really obvious like my coffee is black. Um just to get the pen going and then it always flows and I'll you'll and I don't know. I honestly find so much that something really it will come out and then I I'll often end up back in prayer time over it like something that's just kind of ugly that came out about my day or I'm just really not looking forward to seeing this person why am I not looking forward to seeing that person you know it kind of will bring things out um so I usually spend the most amount of time on that first page just with like kind of letting my thoughts run wild and um honestly I would I would even say that's another form of meditation a little bit cuz you're really kind of being quiet and still, even though your pen is moving and kind of digging deep with what's going on with you. Um, I don't know if that even makes sense. Yeah,
0: that makes and sense. And then,
1: okay. And then the other page is um, gratitude. Um, just going, you know, going over what I am thankful for. I do not let myself stop at less than a full page. And it's like a, you know, like a school sized journal with lines, like a regular page it's not a short page I make myself full fill that page all the way full of things that I'm grateful for um and then the third page is just what I have going on that day kind of helps me wrap my mind around it I will often notice you know oh shoot I actually have two interviews back to back I'm not gonna have time for lunch I should prep something for lunch after I'm done here like kind of helps me find holes and gaps and prepare better for what's ahead of
0: me it's more practical I guess I love it so do you write three full pages every day Yes, every single day. So, do you? So, here's my thing with journaling. This is so silly. I so I've do, I've tried morning pages before, but then I don't know something in me is always afraid somebody's going to find them and see the ridiculous things that I write. Right. <laughs> and so sometimes I just won't journal because I'm like, no, I don't want anybody to find those. Or I'll journal and then I'll just throw the paper away at the end, or I don't know. So is this is this just a really weird catly issue that maybe I need therapy for? Or is that something that ever crosses your mind? Like, do you ever feel hesitant to journal? Because I mean, not that there's not that there's even anything unusual in what I write. It's just that it's silly, sure. like my coffee is black, or you know,
1: yeah. Somebody would be like, "Well, like, what? What if you're driving down the freeway and you get in an accident, and that's it for you, and somebody finds your journal? <laughs> and they're like, she like did not have a knack for writing." Um, yeah, no, I th- I think about that almost every time. And at this point, though, I think it's kind of funny. And you know what? I hope. I hope that these journals are still around and my kids find them like later down the road or I don't know if somebody finds them because they're hilarious and they're also super raw and real. And this is me. This is my mornings. This is their mom or his wife or whoever it is that's finding these journals. I think, I don't know, it's hard for me to be vulnerable. And so I almost kind of took it as a challenge. Like, you know what? That's a really ridiculous reason to not kind of get my thoughts out and really honor this morning time and it does help me um morning pages was really hard for me at first and I almost ditched it but um I I don't know why I kept pushing through and now it just does so much for me I think it's the part of my morning routine that feels the least necessary when you like are looking at it like well if I was going to ditch anything journaling three pages just seems like a really long it takes me a solid half hour it's a lot Um, but you know, it's actually one of the most profound parts of my morning because it's just, I don't know, it seems so obvious and silly to write your thoughts, write what you're grateful for, write what you're doing that day, even though it's already on your Google calendar. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's so therapeutic and it makes me feel so much more equipped. So I think that is worth the risk of somebody finding it being like, who cares about the freaking cat? Why are you writing about that?
0: (laughs) Or if you're like (laughs) me, you can end up doing them in a locked Apple note. On my iPad, which is what. Yes, I do you can.
1: Sometimes. You can totally do it digitally too. Yeah. I find that the paper to um, pen to paper is—I don't know—it's—it's it's the more therapeutic. Quiet so and it. Yeah, it just feels yeah. better in mm-hmm. the morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I tend to write out scripture in the morning. Like I'll just you know be writing through the mm-hmm. Book of Hebrews or whatever. And so I, there is something just about. Writing that is very yeah. therapeutic. So, I kind of get that out when I do that. But so, then when I'm opening the Apple notes, I don't feel the need as much to do the handwriting and I can have it in that locked, safe place where nobody can yes. know them. <laughs> Actually, insane. Um, okay. So, you then do the morning pages, and what comes after that?
1: So I read my Bible for a bit. Um, I usually will kind of be going through a book. Like I just finished going through Ecclesiastes, um, and this is awkward. No, I didn't. It was Ephesians. <laughs> I was
0: um, say, that's really, um, that's really deep of you. Because right that's when not I usually it, what I pops like, up. Are you doing that's Leviticus that's... next, or? <laughs> yeah, no, it was Ephesians, <laughs> um, and
1: it just will kind of read a chapter or two, just whatever kind of feels. Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes. Something will hit me really hard, and it's like, whoa, definitely can't go on. I'm gonna soak that one up. Um, or it wasn't, you know, a super great chapter. It was like about Jesus's lineage or something, and I want to get something else too. Um, just like a chapter or two, whatever book I'm going through. Um, I have my Jesus Calling book, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll read an excerpt from that. Um, but basically, the next step in my morning routine is reading first the Bible and then I set a timer for 20 minutes and I read whatever my current book is. I always have a book that I'm reading, like a, a self-growth type of book.
0: Got it. Um, so you read – okay, so any you want to recommend right now while you're on the phone? <laughs> Or on the you know what? Skype. Yeah.
1: I I actually just read a book called Why I Didn't Rebel by Rebecca Lindenbach. Yeah. Isn't that and, Sheila
0: Gregoire's yes. daughter?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just had both of them on my show. And that book is one of the best – no, is the best parenting um, category book that I have ever read, um, which is hilarious because she's not even a parent, which I think is why it's great. Right. Um, that was really, really good. And then – um, Gosh, I've read so much lately. Your book is next, by the way, because you're coming on my show. Hey. Um, I actually just read uh, The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families because I'm having Lindsay on the show. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the reading that I do is because, like, for research, because I'm going to have the person on my show, which is great because my job makes me read. Right. Um, But yeah, no, why I didn't rebel is fresh in my mind. That was so if you're a parent
0: or if you're going to be a parent one day, man, that's a, it was so, so good. Okay, I'll ha- I actually have that and I have not read it yet. And so I need to pull it out and read it because I have several teenagers. Yes. And I mean, they're awesome, but I think it would be yeah, amazing. Yeah, just really good, mm-hmm. good like, yeah, kick in the butt parenting read. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you, what do you do after you read? Is that the end of your morning time or do you do something else after that?
1: Yeah, no, that's pretty much it. I, um, I'm um, i really big on affirmations and just speaking life over my day. I like scriptural af- affirmations um, or at least like, if it's going to be a positive statement that it's based, you know, it's biblically based, I guess. Um, and I, I used to do that every single morning and I don't know where it slipped, but it has just to be honest, it has kind of slipped recently. And I, I've noticed it. So I'm going to, I want to bring that back in, but I guess my routine is kind of long. So <laughs> by the time it's done, I'm like, okay, you know, I got I you really got to get, get going. going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I can always do that while I'm getting ready or something, but yeah, I usually just go up. I start a little laundry and I get ready for the day.
0: I love it. So do you have any particular songs you listen to in the morning or a particular breakfast you like to eat to get you going? Uh, I've been making
1: my own sourdough bread, which is very unlike me. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not like a, my husband's like a chef and I'm just, it's sad, but I've been making my own sourdough bread. It's amazing and super good for like your gut health and Really, it's nice to, like, have bread because I try to stay away from bread. And so I've been, like, having a big slice of my own bread in the morning, like, slathered in, like, the good, like, from a farmer, like, butter.
0: It yeah, is, you're like making me hungry dumbness. now.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I'm smiling really big right now talking about it. <laughs> um, I have that um, with, like, a couple of eggs or something like that in the morning. Usually it's pretty simple. Again, I'm not, like, a huge food person, so I just kind of get the job done, protein, yeah. and then something filling, and then I'm, like, up getting ready for the day. <laughs>
0: And do you have a favorite song in the morning? Do you, have, do you have any song that gets you going, or you don't have to? But I like. That. Um,
1: I am. Um, I change it up a lot. Right now, I've been liking Matt Kearney's um, "Air I Breathe." Have you heard that song? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, a starts lot. with the
1: piano. Yeah, I love him. Um, he, I really like that song lately. It's it. I don't know, especially like in the morning when the sun's coming up and stuff. And I just kind of put it on in my headphones while I'm doing my laundry and stuff. It's, I don't know. I really like that song for the morning right now.
0: Okay. So you do your morning routine, and then you're ready to dive into your day, into getting stuff done. And and that's usually where we all end up after our morning routine. Um, Let's talk a little bit about all the things that we have to do. I know not everybody listening is a mom, but um, for those that are, Life is busy right now, like especially <laughs> in this day and age when our kids do tons of stuff. So I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old, and they all do things. And we live in a small city. We live in Waco, Texas. And so it's not like mm-hmm. anything is very far from anything else. But I spend so much time going to all the things and doing all the things. And just yeah. the past couple of weeks, I've started – sort of living my life backwards, if this makes sense. So whereas before I would kind of just open up my calendar and live my day according to my calendar, um, what I've been doing is I've determined what habits are the most important to me. And I've put those into, I guess actually I use like Apple reminders or whatever it's called. And I have to do those first. And then everything else that comes in has to fill in after that. So after my workout routine or after my prayer time or after just all the different things, whether it's cleaning the house or, or you know, different regular ha- habitual tasks I need to do for work. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm realizing, wow, I really have so much less time <laughs> than I thought I did if I'm actually doing all the things that I actually want to do. Yeah. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about just all the things we have coming at us, all the um uh, opportunities that we have and that sort of thing, how do you, especially as a businesswoman, as a mom who also homeschools, how do you process the opportunities coming at you and decide what you're actually going to do and what you're not going to do?
1: Yeah, this is a great question. Um, So in business in particular, um, my system right now is on Fridays, I kind of I noticed that you do this too because I'm, I guess, on your show, so I kind of saw the back end process of how you record and stuff. I have, like, batched days where, like, these are for recording. Mm-hmm. This is for meetings. And so on Fridays I have meetings, and in those meetings my press girl will kind of give me a list of things. Like, here's what's, what opportunities have been presented to you, and here's what is was a yes of the opportunities that we saw out. Um, and when, the, when she's going over the list, I – well, sometimes just get a gut feeling like that's a no um or that's a yes. But a lot of the time it seems really good and I almost always like I would say 95% of the time I will not say yes, I'll say no right away if I know it's a no, but I won't say yes right away. Um I will tell her like I'll touch base with her in a couple hours and I just kind of go about the rest of my day after my meetings are over and just pray and think about it and let it sit with me and just kind of ask myself how is this okay, how is this going to serve me? Of course, almost always it would advance my career. It would be great press and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But how is it going to serve my family? And is it going to take away from my family so much to where it wouldn't be worth what it's going to benefit me Um, and kind of weigh things out that way? And I find that, I don't know, you don't always even just need an exact answer. Oh, this is going to take, you know, waste so much time. I don't, I don't know if I can do that. It's not really that. It's just, gut checking with yourself, I guess, about each opportunity presented to you. And you kind of get a gut feeling and knowing like this really isn't worthwhile or, you know, actually, yeah, I do feel like that would be, you know, a good give and take or this would be worth it. So just kind of, I guess, my answer is giving myself space to make a decision and not giving into the pressure, which is all around us all the time of like, you know, bam, right now, Mm -hmm. you know, um, answering immediately, giving myself space to just let the Holy Spirit kind of give me that peace about doing something or not doing something. And this isn't for big things. This is little things like podcast interviews and, you know, speaking engagements that are local. I do it for everything because people don't realize that every single thing you say yes to is something that you're saying, you're saying no to something else and vice versa. Um, And it's every minute is time away from my family or time with my family. And, you know, I am a working mom and that's a normal part of my life, but I definitely have control over how much time is spent working um, and how much time is spent with my family. So if I ever find myself like wanting to complain that, oh, I haven't been around enough or, oh, I just don't have time to make dinner. It's too hard. And I, to me, that's a, that's another gut check moment for me. Well, why? Because you're in complete control of your time. So why isn't there time? What needs to be, you know, there needs to be more no's, I guess. Um, And then in terms of my personal, my family life, I think with homeschooling in particular, there's a big um, pressure to, I don't know if this is phrased wrong, but almost like make up for the fact that your kids are not going to school and be amazing, be the best, be better than the school system, be more active, make sure they're socialized, make sure you're doing language arts enough, make sure they're doing math above the grade level that they're at because that's the point of homeschooling. Like it's just a lot. Right. Um, And so really getting back to my purpose with homeschooling and not focusing on competition or pride issues or fear-based issues, not making decisions out of that. Um, and just I have my list in homeschooling and really in everything of what is enough. And I try to stay there. If we want to do something that's outside of that, like we have to do, you know, spelling, phonics, um, English, math bible history we have to do those things have to it's i mean it's law really we have to do those things that is my enough list if i want to do something else that's outside of that i've got to make sure it's going to fit in with our life right now and that i'm not doing that because i want to impress anybody or impress myself even um or you know i'm not
0: compensating for anything because my kids are homeschooled if that makes sense yeah that totally makes sense uh, i homeschool i don't feel quite the same pressure because we only homeschool for the 8th grade year so mm. you know it's not like they have, okay, eighth grade year is important. Everybody listening who is in school in the eighth grade, go to the eighth grade, enjoy eighth grade. But (laughs) it's not a huge year when they're learning to read or doing something big. And so, you know, it's, it's different, but I totally, totally get that. So I love what you talked about, about getting back to your purpose and that you have enough lists. Is that something you just have for homeschooling or for different areas of your life as well?
1: Yeah, no, I have it for different areas in my life and I actually have them physically in my phone and my notes app because I – one of my biggest personal struggles is um, I'm very competitive and it has served me so well in my life with health stuff and like when my husband wants to work out, I, you know, oh, I have to beat him. I have to do that. So I'll get like, you know, I'll like lose weight really fast or get healthy really fast because I'm in competition and it's helped me in business too. It's it's a good quality, but it's also a terrible quality because it is it's just a weakness for me. I get so um, this is a silly example, but um we were having a meeting, um, a team meeting for my business and my um social media manager was trying talking about getting that blue verification badge, you know, on Facebook yeah. and Instagram. And we were just talking about it and you kind of hit a weird roadblock and uh, Facebook had a weird, I don't know, it was like a weird, oh, you can't get it because the, it was just didn't make any sense. And it triggered in me such a fire of competition. I had a list of people in my head that I know have the blue badge and I got so worked up and started to like – like I like clapped my hands and I was like well let's come up with a plan on how we can get that blue badge like and then it was like hold on like I am here to serve other women I am doing that it doesn't matter how many books I write or how many courses I come out with or how many people I have on Instagram it doesn't matter it's not a competition I. what is the purpose here and so that's a really good example of kind of coming back to my purpose and getting away from pride, competition, fear um, whatever is driving me to Focus on things that are are selfish, really, and not the point at all. So I have that like this is enough list for work um, for my relationships with my kids and
0: my husband um, and for homeschooling for sure I really like that because we can get so overwhelmed with all the different decisions and opportunities and neat things will come to us like I remember one year I had the opportunity to interview Jennifer Garner because she had um, a -hmm. movie come out which I've never watched because I I, I don't remember the name of it but it it was a faith based movie but I remember in the movie the daughter dies and the daughter's name is Anna and that's my daughter's name like I can't even watch (laughs) this movie (laughs) so yeah um but yeah I'm not gonna read the movie I don't know exactly what happens but I don't think it's a sad ending so anyway but I remember having that opportunity and thinking oh that'd be really fun and then just kind of praying and gut checking and being like that doesn't really have anything to do with what my show is about or what my purpose is about and just because something seems like a fun opportunity doesn't mean that it's something that I need to do. And so I love yes. that you have these lists. And I would so encourage, you know, all of us listening right now to, to make a list in, in the different areas of life, especially the ones that you feel maybe competitive about, maybe insecure about. Uh, maybe indecisive about the areas that you tend to overstuff your life. Um, make mm-hmm. those lists. Pray about them. What, what does God say is enough for you in these different areas and have it be something that you check back with often? I have a, a note on my phone. It's part of my little habits that I do every day. That's just my mission statement. And then, um, the habits that I want to build in order to, um, I guess, live out that mission statement so that because mm-hmm. the way I word my mission statement is that it's kind of written in the present tense. I am, you know, a woman who loves Jesus and yada, yada, yada. And I want at the end of my life for all of these things to be true about me. And so I um, have that note where I write write that out and then I have all the habits that I want to follow to be that sort of person. And it's so helpful to me because my brain, like, like you were talking about, will just get carried away with all these different minutiae things. And I go back to that note. I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, no, 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 no. This is what was important to me. It wasn't actually that rabbit trail. It was right. this. And so- I love
1: that you put habits along with that because that's one of my biggest things, too, is not just saying something or saying, oh, this is my mission statement. But like, what are you, what are you doing about it? What are you doing to live that out? And so I love that you paired that with habits. Um, I think that's really neat and so important, too, to take action and have action steps planned out for what you're where you're going and what you're doing
0: yeah so I'm kind of a huge sports nerd and there's a famous basketball coach John Wooden who um, like won more basketball games until I think recently another coach beat him but um, won more basketball games than anybody else in NCAA history and Mm. but he never emphasized winning with his teams he was never like okay we're gonna win this game this is a big game all he did is he emphasized the small habits that they need to do every day, the, the you know, free throws that they take, the three-point shots, the plays. He only ever emphasized those things and not the outcome because so often there are things happen. We can't determine the outcome, but we can determine the habits that we build each mm-hmm. and every day. And, it, you know, it's not like in the big moments of life, it's not the, you know, it's not like a real character comes out in the big moments. It's, you know, the person that we are on a day-to-day basis. Really, that comes yeah. out in those big moments, and so um, anyway, he he inspired that, and I um, just that. love that idea. So, is it hard for you to say no to it? Is to something
1: um, you way? know what? Yeah, you know, I think I can say pretty confidently now. After maybe in the last year, and I've done it so much that it's not hard anymore. Um, I will say there was one. Work opportunity that would have taken me all the way across the country, and it would have been huge. It was kind of something that I was really waiting for, and I it was it would have been I don't know big break is a dumb term and it's it's not, but it would have been along those lines. It was just huge, and um, I just had that that mom gut feeling. This is not a good time for me to leave for that long. Um, yeah, so it, it it was very hard to say no to that. But when I did it, I had such peace. I had peace while I was saying no, and after saying no, and while the event was going on and I wasn't there, um, somebody else with a blue badge on Facebook spoke in my stead. <laughs> and oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was it was good. I you know I think I think you have to be intentional, not just oh this is going to take time away from my kids, so I'm going to say no. You know that's not. Sometimes it's sometimes it's good. Um, but just weighing out and being intentional and prayerfully deciding so that way it's not really hard to say no often because you know, oh, I've got such peace about this. This is just a no for me right now. And it's not no for forever. It's just no right now, maybe next year. You know, it's it's so yeah, it's easier now. I think it's like a muscle that you flex and
0: it gets a lot easier to to practice that as you go. So true. And I bet that those lists make it so much easier to say no, because you can say, oh, it's not just that I feel a no right now. It's that I already decided these are the things that are enough. And um, it it probably can help you make those no decisions when you need to.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: Do you ever get overwhelmed by the number of decisions that you make? And do you ever get decision paralyzed? Yes,
1: absolutely. Um what is it? I think it was the New York Times or somebody like that came out with an article about decision fatigue. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I remember reading that and now I link to it in almost every podcast. episode. <laughs> I related to that so much. It was such a yes moment for me. Um, forget work even just with the kids. Like, can I have this snack? Oh, can right. I have sleepover in, in my sister's room instead of my room? Can I watch this show? Um, is this a bad word? Can I play with this friend? Like it just, I don't know. Like it's just a lot. And being, you know, a CEO over twelve people who are constantly asking me things. It's just a lot. So yes, absolutely. I definitely, I definitely feel that way often. What do you do about it,
0: or how do you deal um, with
1: it? You know what? I don't even know. I think I'm kind of in the thick of of really like okay, what can I do about this? Because it has grown. Like decision making has grown so much in my life recently. But right now, what I've been doing, I just did one. Um, I have been eliminating like that, what is the word, like you were saying in the beginning, social media and your phone and everything just beeping and demanding your attention constantly, I have found that silencing that excess has helped so much. So I have my phone settings to where – and I know this might sound like it has nothing to do with decisions, but I promise I'm circling back. No, it's good. Um, I have my phone settings in a way where my phone does not make a single sound or light up at all for anything unless it's a phone call. So if I want to check my text, I have to go and look and see if the little red circle is there with text messages there waiting for me. Um, I have no social media, like no distractions. There's no like extra – distractions in my day. And I will also do like social media detoxes and like phone breaks where I won't respond to like anything for like two or three days. And I just take a break from it all because I find that when I get just like tired from making decisions it's because of, it's not necessarily because of the decisions only. It's because of all the distractions, all the noise, all the things. And I feel like if I'm too tired and irritated to make a decision about this amazing business that I have, that I love, that is is not even mine, if it's God's business that I can't, um, patiently respond to my children. Maybe it's not so much because of all the decisions. It's because of all the extra noise keeping me too tired to make good decisions, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I kind of like, I just came off of like a four day break from Instagram because Instagram is the only place where it's, it's me. I'm present. I'm there. I don't have it hired out. I enjoy Instagram. I'm sharing my day there and I get thousands of messages there and that gets tiring. Um, and so I'm I'll kind, kind of really mute. hearing you
0: talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you and that's what it's nice to talk to you because, you know, you understand that part of it. I love it. I love connecting with women all over the globe. I love what I do, but it is tiring and that doesn't get precedence in my life. My family does and running my business does. So sometimes that needs to go on mute. Um, If I'm feeling like really fatigued and just irritated and ungrateful for my business, ungrateful for all my kids' questions, um, and if I feel like I can't handle that, it's not that that needs to stop. Um, It's the extra noise keeping me too tired to handle that.
0: So good. I love this because – you know, we, regardless of what we do for a living or what season of life we're in, we all can feel that overwhelm. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, you've given us some tools to work with, you know, a list of, of what is enough. What have I decided? Um, and what does God say is enough in these different areas of my life? And when I'm feeling overwhelmed, what I can't just do all the things, you know, there are definitely seasons where we need to, crank up the energy and just get things done. We can't just decide that our kids don't need to eat today. <laughs> but right. there are there are also seasons when we just need to pull back, and I love that you know what to pull back on, that you don't feel that, okay, well, I just need to crank it up and I just need to reply to these thousands of messages mm-hmm. or whatever. And there might be seasons when that's the case, but um, I love that you're really tuned into the spirit of, okay, this is what I need to pull back on so that I can mm-hmm. regroup, so that I can not feel overwhelmed, so that I can make wise decisions. Because I think that study said something like we make thirty five thousand decisions in a wow, I want to say a day, but that's I do too, but that seems wrong. But then if you think about it, you know, I actually you know what I told my kids Oh no.
1: That's I told my my kids
0: that I don't make decisions after five (laughs) PM because after five I'm sort of done. Because I have a child in particular who loves to say, Hey mom, guess what I'm doing? I'm like, nope. I'm sorry, I can't guess right now. You just <laughs> need to tell me because I do not make decisions after 5 p.m. Um, because I've just, That's I get great. so, I get so tired. And we all are faced with so many decisions and simplifying the process, uh, referring to that thing that we previously decided was enough and knowing what we need to pull back on instead of just trying to be superwoman and doing all the things can be so helpful and so healthy for us. Yeah.
1: And I think, too, like being proactive. I mean, there's things that I've done that everyone can do. And, you know, going back to the business example, delegating, giving, mm-hmm. empowering my workers to to make decisions themselves, mm-hmm. Um, you know, say in the what does Tim Ferriss say? Ask for forgiveness, not permission. You know, go mm-hmm. ahead, guys, make decisions without me. I'll check in and tell you if something went wrong or whatever. And with the kids, too, empowering them to make good decisions and, and you can eliminate it. But the fact is, we have to be in the role that we're in, whether that's at work or in, you know, parenting or marriage or whatever it is that you do during your day, you have to be present for it. And so, like I said, if I feel like that's, I'm drained there, I have to be there. So it's the other things that need to be quiet, not, not the
0: main parts of my role. Right, right. Um, so just to kind of sum up uh, for everybody listening, I really encourage you just to take some notes. What are you going to take action on from what Allie has shared? How are you going to tweak or amend or add to or take away from your morning routine to make it a really life-giving time so that you're entering your day, remembering who you are, who God's called you to be, and how you're going to live your life and what you're thankful for? And how are you going to handle the onslaught of stuff and opportunities and ideas that come your way so that you can really enjoy life instead of feeling like you're consistently overwhelmed? Are you going to make that enough list? Are you going to write down, you know, kind of the, I like to think of it in terms of a concentric circle, like a target. And, you know, just as Allie was sharing, you know, her, her the Lord and her family would be in the center. And then, you know, work and then maybe social media would be one of those outer rings. And when she feels overwhelmed, she kind of pulls back on those outer rings um, to take care of the things in the center. So are you going to make a little map uh, like a concentric circle or a target of the things that are most important to you? What's on the outside? What's on the inside? So that when you do feel overwhelmed, you can refer to your enough list. You can refer to the little target that you've created just to make those decisions feel a little more simple and make your life feel a little bit more um, free and open and available to the things that God has for you. Uh, Ali, thank you so, so much for being with us today. Where can people find you online and, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I have the podcast. You can just find it on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen. It's the purpose show with Ali Casaza, and my website is just Alicasaza.com. Um, and you can just kind of go there and, and kind of uh, choose your own adventure, what you
0: want to get from me and how I can help you. (laughs) Can you spell that for us? Because there are two different ways that people could spell that. And if they're heading out the door, I want them to remember how to get in touch with you.
1: Of course, so Ali is A-L-L-I-E, and my last name is C-A-S-A-Z-Z-A.
0: If you Google anything close to it, you'll probably find me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, and yeah, I encourage you to check out that podcast. I was listening to it, and it's just good stuff. It's, it's really meaty. And really just good stuff. So definitely go check that out. Follow her on Instagram and go visit her website. She really does have great stuff. Um, I you. also have a podcast that is on Hayes right now, but it's called Inspired to Action. So I'm all about just really practical, helpful things. And her site is full of that stuff. So if you're ready to take action on simplifying your life and on just all the things that she talks about, definitely go check out what she has. And Allie, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, you have a great day. All right, you too. Bye. All right. So if you've been feeling overwhelmed by the amount of decisions that you need to make on a daily basis, I really hope that my chat with Allie was helpful to you. I hope you're going to take action on it and come up with some templates of your own, whether for your um, enough list or whether it's for that target that I talked about, about what we pull back on and what we focus on when we're feeling overwhelmed. If you want more resources for your mornings, for your God time, for your plan time, for your move time, please head over to hellomornings.org. You can check out our shop where we have all kinds of free things that you can download prayer lists and Bible studies and all kinds of stuff that you can get to help you live a purposeful and intentional life. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Hell Mornings podcast. My name is Kat Lee, and we will see you next time.
1: It's early in the morning, the house is quiet, but I've set aside this time for you. Bow before the throne of a noble king And in this place my heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with His grace His grace and sweet new mercies May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in way by his spirit with each breath that i take it's feeling like a god day
0: mm-hmm. this song is called god day by jen stanbro you can get your copy at itunes amazon or jenstanbro.com